This is the Women with Vision podcast, where we get real with some of the leading entrepreneurial superwomen about what it takes to build a business online and beyond with kids, husbands, and everything else. Hey there, superwomen. I am excited today to talk to my next guest. You know, I have, uh, I've always liked working as a coach and working with women in my business. One of the things that I you know, focus on myself is helping a lot of women get over that six figure hump. I never thought about, you know, calling my business six figure mentor or anything like that, but I'm so excited that I have someone here who is very, very clear about helping women do this or helping people do this six figures. Six figures is a big, big deal. You know, 90% of all business women in business make under six figures. They don't even make six figures. That means there's a lot of people who haven't hit this mark yet. So that's why I'm so excited to have my next guest. She is called the Six Figure Mentor. So if you're looking to figure out how to make that big transition, she's definitely going to be one person that you want to talk to or listen to. Uh, Tina Loren, how are you? Hi, I'm really great. I'm so excited to be here and so excited to, to chat with you. I am so excited to have you here. Uh, so, you know, you've been, you know, you've been in a path of professional over 20 years. You know, you have an experience in marketing, strategic planning, profit growth, and entrepreneurship. And so I want to first of all start with some of your background, how you got so proficient in all these different areas. And then what took you into entrepreneurship, starting this amazing business? Oh, I am just uh, the way I see it, I just am one little Hispanic girl from the hood and, um, somehow some way through, you know, through experiences, I found my way into college and I had to, I had to scrape because I was not groomed for college to be quite honest with you. So, um, I worked hard. I earned scholarships. I found my way to college. And then after I earned my, um, my, undergraduate degree, my bachelor's degree in marketing, I then went on and earned my way to an internship with Ford Motor Company. Now, let me just tell you, (laughs) fortune, it was a fortune top three at the time, third largest company in the world. And I didn't even realize how special that was. So after I did my internship, I got offered a position and I worked with Ford Motor Company for 10 years. I earned my MBA while I was there. Um, I was making over six figures early in my career. Um, trust me, I was working very hard for it. Um, earned my MBA and then on to other things that I'm sure we'll get to. That is really, that is a big deal. Very, very big deal. Um, after having that experience and being with Ford Motor Company, I know you went on to some other big companies like Abbott Laboratories. And, and you, of course, you said, I was making six figures early in my career. Why? What took you into entrepreneurship? What inspired you to start your business? Yeah. So, you know, that is really easy. Like, I love sharing this story with people. And the what inspired me to start a business is it's really a simple answer. And it's, have you ever heard of the concept? Have you ever heard of the concept mailbox money or people that make money while they sleep? And you're just like, what? I don't, does that really exist? People make money while they sleep? Well, somewhere along the way, I had heard this concept and I wanted a piece of that. 
So um, I had been out, you know, making a lot of revenue for really big companies, but I was only taking a sliver, not even a piece, a sliver of the pie. So when I, I just did a Google search, I mean, we were laughing about how smart Google is. I just did a Google search like, hey, Google, how do I make this mailbox money? And really, it came back as residual income through real estate or insurance. Mm-hmm. And I said, Man, I don't want to start a real estate business in Dallas, Texas, so I'm going to start an insurance business. And that's where it led me. And then I chose the right company that could bridge a gap for me. You know, I have an MBA in entrepreneurship. So I was groomed to start a company. But really, in that with that education, and, and I've, I'm excited to get to talk about these things, but in that education, it was how to build a business plan, how to go out and get venture capital. And here I was just trying to get grassroots and start a business so I could get a piece of, you know, building residual income and money while I sleep. And let me just tell you, I've been doing it for five years and I do, I, I, I earn money while I'm on vacation now. I love that. Yes. And the concept of mailbox money is one of the things that intrigued me from year from years ago. My parents were entrepreneurs. I was like, I want that, you know, where yes. there's no ceiling, right? Yes. Yes. No ceiling. No ceiling. So you started your business about five years ago. You have been getting mailbox money. It's amazing. What are some of the biggest hurdles that you had to overcome? And what did you yeah. learn? You know, I teach people about this all of the time. And for me, my, oh, this is sometimes it just chokes me up because one of the biggest hurdles I had to overcome is being paralyzed by my own potential. I know we've all been there, right? And I had so many ideas that it literally frightened me. Um, and so a mentor told me, cause you know, I had this concept that I needed to write this big business plan and all of this stuff. And a mentor told me, just start where you are, just start where you are. So the biggest hurdle was just taking a step forward and not being afraid. It's getting, uh, actually I stayed afraid, but it's getting past the fear to just move. And so it, it and, and break that paralysis of just being still. So that was the biggest hurdle. And after that, actually things got much easier. Just got to, and I love teaching people, just take a step, just start where you are. I love that concept. Just start where you are. Speaking of starting where you are, you had mentioned earlier that, you know, you were just a girl from the hood that found her way to college. Right. And so you were, you mentioned that you were the first person in your family to go to college. Yeah. Tell me about that and how that was for you going into college and being the first one. You know, that is in and of itself a lot of the challenges that I think Latinas face and maybe other women of color is that we are the we're the trailblazers, we're the groundbreakers. And we're just trying to figure out how to scrounge money together to get to college. And I have good friends, I have an awesome family. And everybody saw, I guess everybody saw in me what I wanted for myself, even though I was breaking out of a norm. Um, No one told me to go to college. No one even really mentioned it till I was graduated from high school, but it was, it was supported. So the challenges there were even just how to find a school to go to. How, How do you, 
how do you get money? Oh, there's scholarships. How do I do that? So it's finding the scholarship office. Um, it's writing the papers. It's and then it's finding mentors. And so for me, I was a part of the Hispanic Student Society. And with that, they were looking for people like me. And then I was a McNair scholar. So McNair is a program. Um, and they also helped me. So through undergraduate, I had mentors. I had a faculty mentor that guided me to um, the, the, the event that I went to that where I found Ford Motor Company, but I went highly prepared. I talked to the world's largest companies and I went with a, with a mission to earn that. I just didn't really know what I was doing. I was just kind of being guided. So it was a lot of challenges. And then after working for Ford Motor Company, you know, that's an, another challenge when you start to enter a male dominated industry. And back then you didn't see a lot of women, much less Hispanic women and petite. Of course, you're looking at me now with my little pigtails <laughs> and, you know, and how, you know, petite I am. That's just that that's that's a, it's a it, that's a tough world for any woman to be in. And then when you add color on top of that, um, it was tough. But look, I'm here talking to you and I'm so excited. <laughs> you know, it is so true. It's so true. And I just want to say congratulations, hats off to you for doing all of that, being that trailblazer, showing other women they can do it, still trailblazing, starting your own business and, and letting women know that they can do whatever they want to do. But how do you stay motivated or what inspires you? Yeah. So, you know, wow, I guess there's a lot of techniques that I use to stay motivated. I think right now where I am, this might not fit all women right away, but once you start um, and you're on a path and you're working in a business, what I do is I hire people around me. So I keep an assistant that really her task is to keep me on track most of the time, run my calendar, um, tell me what to do and where to be, because I, I have an entrepreneurial spirit and I want to start working on this project and that project before you, you can feel me, ladies, y'all feel me, right? So I keep an assistant. Um, to help me stay on track to my visions. I also keep an executive coach. I pay $1,200 a month for an executive coach who tells me, okay, Tina, where's your vision? What do you want to do? I have a master's degree in strategy, and yet I still need an executive coach because I've got so much inside of me that sometimes I just need somebody to wrangle me. So that's um, one of the things that I do. Another thing that I do to stay motivated is just continually study. I'm a study book. So listening to audiobooks, YouTube, Instagram, things of interest. So I'm constantly feeding myself um, positive things like affirmations. And I just, I'm always studying. Um, so those are some of the, of the things. And then finally, what I do to keep motivated is, is taking care of my mind, body, and spirit. I feed my mind really positive things. I do yoga and meditation. I feed myself good food. I don't let myself get out, you know, too far out of, out of shape. Uh, I know what my body feels like and what size it needs to be to feel good. That's not aesthetic. That is how it needs to feel. So all those things combined are what keep me motivated. And I like to travel. 
I like to travel and I like nice things. So I know if I want to continue to do the things I'm accustomed to, I need to create stuff, help people. I know if I'm helping people, I'm getting what I want as well. Those are the things that motivate me, helping people, traveling, showing people that they can have it too. So that's really exciting. And that is so true. That's very, very, very true. What would you tell another woman, uh, Latina uh, entrepreneur um, that wants to be successful uh, that they really should do? Um, I think it goes back to, again, just starting, starting where you are. Um, you know, if it, so the, I think that just comes down to a few categories of people. If, if you've never started anything and, or you're just starting out, don't try to be perfect. Just keep moving forward. I have a motto that if it's 70% right, it's good enough to launch, right? Yes. So because here's the thing is that you, we, uh, I, I believe, this is what I believe. We as women were somewhere told that we needed to be perfect. And this is so not true in entrepreneur, in, in, an, in an entrepreneur. You have to be okay with okay and good, not perfect. Because if it's if you try to make it perfect, you'll never move fast enough. Your ideas will be trumped by some someone else out there getting it to market faster. So that's the first thing I would say. This, this the second category of people that I would give advice to is, and again, I think a lot of women are plagued by this: low self esteem, second guessing. I did it to myself today. I, I'm, I'm, I'm work. I'm in charge of this super huge account. And today I was second guessing myself, right? Second guessing. If you're, if you find yourself low self-esteem, second guessing yourself, feed yourself positive mental affirmations all day, every day. I woke up this morning and I said a lot of great things to myself. And I said, I love you to myself like 10 times. So find something that lifts you up and notice your patterns. <laughs> what are you saying to yourself? Are you saying positive things or are the things you're saying to yourself? You, would you even say that to your friend? Probably not. Then don't say it to yourself. Okay. So positive positivity. The third group of people that I would give advice to are those that are really bossing up, like just getting everything done. And just, you know what, those ladies it's time if you're not out there reaching out into community and helping other women rise up, get yourself into it. one person, even if you help one person, help someone else see their potential and help someone else get past the fear, get past the low self-esteem, get past the second guessing, help someone else. So that, that those are the those are the three categories of people that I'd have different advice to. And Tim, I've been in all three categories, and that's why I know what that advice sounds like. I have been in all three categories too. And it plagued me for way too long, you know, and uh, kept me stagnant for way too long. So I think, Tina, that was that was right on the money. And I think that if anyone is paying attention to that, they should be able to get something from that and know what to do next. Oh, my gosh, this has been so good. Is there anything else that you just would love to share that you think, you know what, this is just one thing I want to leave your audience with? What would it be? 
anyone can do it. I mean, anyone, whatever your vision is, you can build it and, and, and believe in yourself. You can do it. And there's people like me, there's people like Tam out there that we're looking to help others. So reach out to me. I'm on Instagram, Tina Loren. I have a website, tinaloren.com. It's T-I-N-A-L-O-R-E-N.com. I mean it reach out to me and I will do whatever I can to guide you or to help you find a vehicle. Right now, my vehicle is insurance, but I can build anything. It, it's a skill set. Once you have the skill set, you can literally build anything. So that would be the last couple of things. I love it. Thank you so much, Tina, for being here. I look forward to everything that we are doing. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. Thank you.